0: Get this full audiobook for free by clicking now the link in the description. It's brought to you by The Book Guide. It's clear Jihoon has successfully hurdled over both his lingering jet lag and any reservations about me. I know he's fully adjusted to Eastern Daylight Time when I hear him singing as he gets up at 6 in the morning. It's not Paradise City, and I'm certain he's on key. Or on pitch, whatever you call it. I know he's adjusted to me when he pops his head in my room and asks if I want breakfast at shortly after six in the morning. I'm buried under my duvet, enjoying my usual seven minutes of snooze, but jerk upright when I hear his voice at my door. Shoving my sleep mask on top of my head and knowing my hair must be wild despite its night braid, I stare at him in shock. Not even Hannah, our friendship resting on a sound foundation of years of goodwill, would dare come into my room this early. Jihun stands there in a loose black shirt and fitted gray sweatpants. And those things are the devil's garment leading people to sin, looking at me as if this is normal. The alarm goes off and I silence it with a vicious motion. What? I snap. Though I sound crabby, he takes it in stride. Breakfast? What would you like? I'm a good cook. No, n- nothing. I rub my face. I don't eat breakfast. He frowns. It's the most important meal of the day. What, is he on hire from Canada's food guide? I'm fine. Not even cereal? He pauses. We have lots. God, no. I'm not awake enough to be polite or to deal with the thought of eating whatever repulsive sugar bomb he's into this morning. He must have bought out the cereal aisle, judging from the number of brightly colored boxes in the kitchen. I'll get you coffee, then. He ducks out before I can reply. It's clear Hana fibbed. Despite his initial reticence, Choi Ji-hoon in his natural state is a Choi, and as such, not the type to keep quietly to himself once he's comfortable. He's in the kitchen assessing his collection of cereals when I'm ready to leave for work. His smile gives him a funny, impish look, but his eyes are shadowed, and it fades almost as soon as it appears. He might be acting more natural, but it's clear whatever he's been through has taken a toll. We can watch a movie tonight, he says, if you have time. I think it over. It sounds relaxing, dare I say, fun. Too bad I have a heavy day today. I'll be home late. I know the regret makes my voice harsher than usual, but don't know how to stop it. I understand. His eyes drop to the floor. Bye, Ari. I open my mouth to say something that will soften the rejection and let him know that I appreciated his company last night, but I'm not sure how to phrase it without sounding graceless or putting my foot in deeper. A reprieve comes with the ding of my phone, so I nod at him and escape, the emails coming through making it easier to feign distraction. When I get to work, I text Ji-hoon the address of a nearby cafe I like, hoping to make partial amends. We got to bed late, I tell myself need caffeine. My concentration at work, already being tested thanks to fatigue, has not helped by constantly checking my phone for updates from mom, which come through as if being squeezed through a dropper. Dad is awake and feeling better. They're running tests. He's being moved to a new room. Phoebe missed her train and will catch a later one. Exactly what I'd expect from her. I'm about to do my next email triage when a text comes from Jihoon. A photo of a cinnamon-flecked cappuccino from the cafe I mentioned. Jihoon, I was going to bring a croissant home for you, but it looked so good I ate it. A wave of pleasure tingles my skin and I respond. Probably for the best. Squishing croissants that perfect is a crime.